This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Welcome back, guys, to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Really excited to be introducing this uh, new series around entering into rest. Jesus promises us this, that if we come to him, he will give us rest. Rest, rest spiritually, rest mentally, in a world of unrest. It just blows my mind, and it's worth delving deeper into. So this first part uh, was recorded at the Haven Rehab up there in Colmacombe, and uh, the first message is around my way or God's way. I pray this deeply encourages you and blesses you as you're listening. So great to see you again. Thanks for having me back. This morning, the Lord's put in my heart to uh, do a new series, a teaching around entering into rest. So last time I was here, I was saying after the retreat at the Inshirin Bible Centre, I was outside the next night and quiet. Now I was talking about Jesus led captivity captive and that sense of he's the only one that could ever say that. That no right, you know, none of your pals, none of your big big hard man friends could ever say, I took captivity captive. I conquered evil, I conquered death, I conquered sin. But I'm outside in quiet, so I thought that was great, but I was outside in quiet and I heard inside who's ever invited you into rest? <laughs> you know, it just really touched me that it really, it really, um, it really spoke deeply to me that I've done a bit of study on rest, and we all could quote Matthew eleven, coming to me, all you who are weary, heavy laden. But there was something about this that really just captured my my attention on how how important this is. You know that I give rest. You know, and there's things I think I know about this. There, there really. You know, I said a wee bit the last time about he means not just physical rest. The the Vines Tropical Biblical Dictionary says it's no rest from work, it's rest in work. This is what he means by this rest. Rest for stories, rest for our pain, rest for trauma, rest rest for all this hurt and sense of failure and shame. And the Amplified says relief. And that's what a word this is. Relief is the removal or lightening of something painful or trouble. To find relief. Oh, what a relief. To finally get that removal, a release. To be able to relax. To be able to rest from everything that's happened to us. And uh, that's a great promise. Eh? Can anybody be doing with some of that? And we know, you know, that Jesus inviting us into it. Why is it we don't enter into it? But I'm going to share a wee bit on that, but I might just stick, talk a wee bit more about this promise of rest. Psalm 37, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. 
the, when you say rest in something, it means you're able to put your, you can rest because you put your trust in something. So, I can't rest in something if I don't trust them. Isn't that not right? I can't rest if I don't trust <coughs> that person, that, you know, that authority, what that person's telling me, I'll keep worrying. I'll keep obsessing. I'll keep upsetting myself. You know what I'm saying? I got this years ago, and I was I was trained to worry growing up. My mum was a warrior, my grand was a warrior. They worried about everything, you know. It was in my house, and uh, I remember when I became a Christian and I came out of the madness, and I was learning these things. I remember going to my grand's house one day, and my mum, my grandma, dog, and I was like, just stop, because I had been out of that environment, and I was in, back and back into it. And I was able to see when, what it was. It was just this obsession or something that wasn't that important. And uh, God, the way God worked with me over the years, I was burnt out a few times, mentally, physically, spiritually. And I had to rest. And I, I just, one thing came out of my mind there was, it's Jeremiah 5, it's Jeremiah 3, it's 5 verse 3 or 3 verse 5. He says, I have consumed you, but you refuse to receive correction. And I got that one day. And uh, there was this this sense for me in my journey that, like you guys, all unique individuals, unique journeys, but all this journey is about being able to uh, accept the guidance of God. I'll get to that soon. But what happened to me, I was lying down one day tired and I heard inside, rest is trust. Ceaseless activity, constant and unending activity is distrust. Because if if I trust God, I can rest. This is a great promise. 1 Peter 5, 7. He says, Casting the whole of our cares and our worries and all our anxieties onto God. This is amplified. It says, Once and for all, I throw them all into God. The word cast we don't use nowadays, but it means violently throw. It means, get that off me. It's no, hmm, I'll just see what's going to happen. It's, it's actually an action word to say, get that off me. He said, throw these off. So what this implies is God's not saying just forget them. Forget about it. He's saying give them to me. I care for you. And I can handle your stuff. I can make right what's wrong. I can give you uh, answers for your weaknesses. I can make them right. I can heal your problems. I can solve the things that's troubling you. So you know, that's the offer Jesus gives us. Rest through all this. This chaotic world we live in the now. When you're in here, I know, uh, you know you'll be protected. But the minute you get back into the world with all this technology, with constant uh, unending activity, stimulation, it's trying to find rest there. You need to have clear boundaries around yourself. 
we need to have clear guidelines to say, no, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. No, having that amount of attention been stuck on that for so long. Because it just creates no space, no room for peace. Anybody experienced that? <laughs> uh, so, aye. So, rest in this hour is, is needing to be fought for. But it is worth fighting for. Uh, so, you know, rest is trust. Um, Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come to me. Does everybody know that scripture, I? Come to me, all ye who are weary, sick and tired uh, of what's going on in your life, sick and tired of the problems, sick and tired of the, of the story. And he says, I will give you rest. He says, learn of me, because I am meek and I'm lowly in heart. And he says, and you'll find rest for your souls. The word meek, it's no describing a weakness. It's meekness is controlled strength. And for us guys, it's really important to, to, to learn on this. To grow in this. It is speaking of a strong willed, fierce will that's learned to submit to someone else. It's no weakness, it's no defensive, it's a strength that said, I have learned to submit my will to a higher authority. And we come into this world a lot as selfish to the core, really. Some more so than others. But, you know, to learn to, to trust someone else with your life, is, especially when you've been damaged, especially when you've made a lot of mess, especially when, you've, when your trust is shattered because of maybe some, how somebody else treated your heart and then how you handled it how you've handled the wounds in your life, what you've went on to live like, how you've went on to treat other people. So the element of trust, when that's lying devastation behind us, I'm not saying that's easy. But Jesus is saying, come to me, learn from me, because this is, this is how I am. And I know this will not be a popular message, because that self will in us, you know, I, I, you know, I want to do what I want to do. And I, I'll just get cleaned up. And when I get my freedom again, I'll get back out. I'm just champing at the bit. I remember being in prison and a big guy, uh, big guy for Yoker, I think he's, it was for. He's in prison. He's talking about all the damage he's going to do when he gets out. And I'm dealing with a boy just recently who came out and uh, licensed after a six-year sentence and he's got a certain parameter around him for so long. When that was up, he went back and took crack. Because the parameter was, was uh, the invisible line that he knew he couldn't cross or he was going back to prison. When that was away, this self was going, I can do what I want again. So that's a challenge for us all. And, uh, you know, that's there. So keep continuing to grow and continuing to say, I, I need to be like you. 
This isn't weakness. This isn't some religious pussyfoot and saff thing. This is, this is the way that leads to life. And the way that few find. Because, you know, uh, of how difficult and disciplined that is. You know? Remember Jesus said that enter in by this narrow gate because broad is the, the gate. Wide, wide is the gate. Broad is the way that, that leads to destruction. Many go in that way. These words talk about how there's no, there's, there's no, uh, there's no boundaries. Anything goes. There's this largeness of, I can do what I want. See, when we follow Jesus, we can do what we want. He, he says, I only do what I see the Father do. I only say what I hear the Father say. Totally submitted to his Father. You know, and that is our example. Um, so, so just to start for me was, what keeps us out of this? This is going to be really challenging, boys, but just keep looking straight ahead. If this, fits, if that, if this is you, just nobody will know. <laughs> uh, I could say quite a few scriptures around this. But this is the story of all of our lives. It's been the story for the beginning of time. Jeremiah quotes these things. Solomon quotes them. Hosea quotes them. Uh, Hebrews 3 and 4 in the New Testament say the same things. Um, I'll just read this for the message. Um, Lady Wisdom goes out into the streets and shouts. At the town centre she makes her speech. In the middle of the traffic she takes her stand. At the busiest corner she calls out, Simpletons, how long will you wallow in ignorance? Cynics, how long will you feed in your cynicism? Idiots, how long will you refuse to learn? About face, and I can revise your life. Look, I'm ready to pour out my spirit in you. I'm ready to tell you all that I know. As it is, I've called you, but you've turned a deaf ear. I've reached out to you, but you've ignored me. Since you laugh at my counsel, you make a joke of my advice, how can I take you seriously? I'll turn the tables and I'll joke about your troubles. What if the roof falls in and your whole life goes to pieces? What if catastrophe strikes and there's nothing to show for your life but rubble and ashes? You'll need me then. You'll call for me, but don't expect an answer. No matter how hard you look, you will only find me. Why? Because you hated knowledge and you had nothing to do with the fear of God. Because you wouldn't take my advice and you brushed aside all my offers to train you. Well, you've made your bed, now lie in it. You wanted your own way, now how do you like it? Don't you see what happens, you simpletons, you idiots? Carelessness kills, complacency is murder. First, pay attention to me, then you can relax. Now you can take it easy. Because you're in good hands. It's very challenging. It's the only time I think you'll ever get away with con- saying idiots <laughs> for the Bible here. But the original version, the original, the, the authorised, uh, it quotes three things in this, this passage. It says, simpletons, scorners and fools. The message calls them cynics and simpletons and idiots. But I Firstly, somebody it's simple is saying, I just love ignorance. I just, I just, I'm happy in my self-deception. Don't bother me with all this stuff. I'm, I don't need all that. Simpleton. That's what it means. 
without much common sense or intelligence, but it's somebody who's saying, I'm no wanting that. I don't want to know. A scorner, even worse, is an arrogant, opinionated person who resents correction, who despises authority, and who shows contempt for those trying to teach or warn them. Worse than a fool, because their defiance is worse than the, the stubborn ignorance. And then you've got fools. Fools who, uh, it says, are uninterested in instruction. That's how you can define a fool. They hate to be instructed, hate to be reformed. They've got a hostility to being serious about walking with God. I think that's so challenging. That was Matthew Henry that said that. They've got a hostility to being serious about walking with God. And I know this. I, I, I know my own life. I think I shared it last time, but I've walked with a boy recently. He's out his head and he's mocking God while he's an absolute slave. But he's mocking the religion that he's, that he's grew up with. See, this, this inherited idea of what religion is that we grew up with and we inherited in our culture. That's all for wussies. That's all for weirdos. That's for, you know, some weirdo cult. You know, so that, that is indoctrinated into us because at school, oh, don't want to be seen to be something like that. So that's there. And that can lead to us having a hostility and an antagonism about actually saying, I'm all in. Does anybody relate to that? That can be a blockage. We're not even aware of it because it's, we're actually, it's unexposed in our lives. But we've actually, and unchallenged, it's never been shown the light on. Is that why I keep having, I'm kicking and screaming against all this? Is that what that's about? Because I, I absorbed an attitude, I was in the jail. And I was seeing folk go to church. And I was calling them quite bad names in my head. I'm going, where did that come from? It wasn't for me. It wasn't, because it was the very thing I was needing, the very life and freedom and healing and restoration that I was needing. I'm judging it. And staying miserable and and, and enslaved. It's the most most upside down thing. Another thing for this passage um, and I just let me say one more thing about the scorner thing because oof, I think it touches everyone. Is when you read the words, you go, "Oh, I've been that. I know I've been that." But are you are you that the day? Are you somebody that's arrogantly resenting correction, despising authority, showing a contempt for those who try to teach or warn you? It's a big one because some of these things that get touched in us. They're painful. And the reality is, a lot of our defence mechanisms are to try and protect us from further pain. But some of these things need to be cleared out of the way because the pain is needed to be healed. The correction is required to change direction. I'm not going to enter into rest living a eh, hundred miles away from God or a hundred miles away from the people from life and for the people who can actually love me enough to help me to change. Does anybody know that? Does anybody experience that? God doesn't heal us for 10 miles away. We, we, have to let him, we have to let him close. And the rest that he promises us comes as we listen to him. This is the end of this chapter and di- different translations talk about. You can first, first listen to me 
then you can rest. The, the New King James talks about the, there's, a, there's a security, a rest, a protection. You can lie down at night and not be full of all this turbulence, turmoil, unrest. Um, because of this stuff that's going on in your life. And I know for me it is so worth fighting for. Um, if you go to the New Testament in, in Hebrews 3, this describes the same thing here from the New Testament and that God's people didn't enter in to the promise of his rest and the children of Israel because of their sin, their disobedience, their rebellion and their unbelief. Uh, so, there was this sense of they didn't allow, they didn't listen to God and he was angry with them. And I believe, it says this clearly there, in his wrath he said, you're not going to enter into my, my rest. In his anger. And, and God, God is angry about our selfishness. Because this, this, this is what this, the message captures this well. You've made your bed, now lie in it. When you don't let me train you and guide you into the rest, when you don't demonstrate a meekness that says, I'm submitting to a higher authority than me. I'm controlling this self-will that would say, I'll do what I want, then I want, just let get me out of here because I just don't want to face all this. Where does that take us? It, Jesus, remember Matthew 12? Pro, this is a promise. Matthew 12 says, when an unclean spirit goes out of man, it goes into the wilderness trying to find somewhere else to rest, doesn't it find anywhere? So it goes back to the house where it came, the person where it came from, and finds it clean, swept clean, put in order and empty. And it's, Jesus said, it takes seven spirits more wicked than himself, and the latter stage of the man was worse than the first. Now I've seen this in my life, I've seen it in boys running about me, who just refused to deal with an addiction, refused to, 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 to take the, uh, the, the, you know, the correction seriously, and they ended up worse than they were. So, you know, the reality is, running away from this, and going out without what, falling through with Jesus, there's, there's danger to it. Uh, what's the answer? The answer is, learn the hymn. Ask for that meekness. I need, I need this, this uh, will of mine. Train this will to say, I submit when it's painful. Remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? Couldn't have been any mere pain. Sweating drops of blood. But he prays three times, remember. If you can take this cup away from me, please do it. But not my will that yours be done. He demonstrated a meekness that was able to say, I'm controlling my will. I want to run a mile, but I give it to you. I, I, give, I give my will, I submit my will to you. Uh, the, the proverb I read there says, you know, picks, it captures that sense that God says, because you didn't listen to me, when you call out, because you didn't take my training seriously, because you laughed at my instruction, because you wanted to have any day with the fear of the Lord, he says, and you wanted your own way, he's saying, well, you've made your bed, lie in it. Thank God for grace and mercy. 
We all make it. We all. We all. We all mess up with us. But submitting our wills to God is serious. What running on this selfishness is 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 serious before God. He he's offering us rest. He offers us rest today. And but he's the the part that we've got is to walk, uh, walk with him, to yield to him, not to run away from him. The words here, carelessness kills. Mean careless means no giving proper attention to avoiding harm or mistake. Complacency is smug and uncritically self-satisfied with yourself or your achievements. Oh, I'm so much better than I was four weeks ago. I'm so much better than I was five months ago. I'm so much better. I'm so much better. I'm so much better. That's complacency. Because it's saying that, well, I judge myself based upon me living in, uh, 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 on the street or me putting needles in my arm or me whatever. You know, I'm judging and comparing myself based upon that rather than how's my heart, is it yielded today? Have I got rest? Or is this a self-will saying, I just want to do what I want to do. I want to go out and, 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 and get some pleasure or whatever it is. The promise here is, pay attention to me. And then you can relax. Then you can take it easy. Because you're in good hands. So... Uh, that, that sense that we need to listen and submit to God first before we're going to enter in to this promise of rest, to spiritual and mental rest and the promise of eternal rest. You know, we, we know that's part of this, but to have that as part of our, I have submitted. So see this war that runs riot in my mind and heart with the self-desires and all that, I can put that to bed by saying the day, if that's happening, God, I submit to your will. No, you, no my will, but yours be done. So, just to finish, I'm, I'm going to just give you a chance to respond to that. Because if that touched you and you feel, well, that's me in some way, we can stop and say God, forgive me for that. I turn, I, t- I turn my will over to you. So let's just close our eyes, boys, and we'll pray. So, Father, we just worship you. We worship you for your grace and your mercy. But we know that, God, that you, you swore in your anger that the children of Israel when they enter into your rest because of what they were doing. So we know that you get angry when we don't listen. We know that you get angry when we act in ways that actually just sabotage all the good things you're trying to give us and bring us into. And we know that your desire is to give us rest. But we need to learn from you and be meek and lowly in heart so that we'll be able to receive the, the implanted word that's able to save our souls and bring us into rest. So God, we just turn our hearts to you this morning.
God, those areas our hearts were where we've been living out of, still telling us, no, this is enough, enough's enough. Do it your way. Forgive us for that. The self-will. We pray, no, my will be done, but yours, Father. Do what you need to do in me to lead me into rest. I thank you that you promised me rest. There's a promise for me to enter into spiritual and mental rest. Help me get through the pain of that, the things that's in the way of keeping me from entering in. Give me the strength and the courage to push through any pain, to allow correction into my life, to allow help. Increase my capacity to see and to understand. Increase my awareness, I pray, the day. Give me a, a new, new understanding, new awareness about myself, about you, about your ways, that I don't have to live out the same old scripts, the same old programs any longer. I pray by the Holy Spirit that you increase my capacity to receive. You enlarge my heart and my mind to be able to receive understanding, wisdom, to receive correction. Correction isn't a condemnation. Pruning isn't a punishment. It's a work of a loving Father preparing us for better fruit in the future. So I just pray, God, that you'd you'd fill fill my heart. Fill my heart with, with, with this that I ask today and give me rest for my soul. In Jesus' name. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast Thanks for listening everybody If you want to connect with our services Or you want more info or details About upcoming events Connect with us online At www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life Till next time, God bless you.